Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, January the 18th. And we're starting today with a heartbreaking story. A Sheerness mum says her stillborn son would still be alive today if she'd been admitted to hospital sooner. Christina Pepper contacted Medway Maritime after experiencing some unusual pregnancy symptoms but was told to stop being silly. Well, the 34-year-old has described what happened along with her partner, Lee. On the Saturday evening, I'd gone to the toilet and found I'd lost some fluid. I was concerned because something like this hadn't hadn't happened. So I called Lee um, to bring my phone. I said, let me take a photo so that I can send it to the hospital because they'll need to see what it was. So we did that. We took a photo and I went straight out and I phoned the call the midwife number. I got through, the lady didn't ask me for my name, date of birth or any identifying details. I explained what had happened. I explained that I had a picture. I don't need to see a picture, she said, don't be silly. Um, I said, I really would like some reassurance. I said, we'd had some issues um, earlier in the pregnancy with oligohydramnios, which was a, a, a very low amount of fluid surrounding Theo. Um, However, that had all rectified itself. And as far as we were concerned, our boy was coming in just a few days. But I said to her, I'm a first time mum, we've had these issues and I really would like to get checked because the fluid keeps coming. And she said, oh, it's just a show. It sounds like a show. And I said, I know you're not meant to Google symptoms, but let's be honest, we all do it. And I sort of giggled because I I do that when I'm nervous. And um, I said, it doesn't look like a show. It doesn't look like what they're saying a show is. It's too much, wasn't it? And I explained it was um, the colour. I explained everything. I said, I really would like to be seen. I just need some reassurance. No, I want you to stay at home. I said, I really need some reassurance, please. I'm a first time mum. I said, it's going to take me a while to get to the hospital because my mum will have to pick me up and she's in Ashford. We were in Sheppey and then we'd have to get to Medway. No, stay at home, monitor it for at least 24 hours. The only time I want you to call back is if you have a sudden gush of fluid, severe pain or blood loss. I didn't have any of that. I said to her, please, please, will you just see my baby? Because I don't feel that something is right. She said, can you feel him? I said, yes, I can feel him, but something isn't right. So I did what she said. I stayed at home. I didn't want to go up there to be turned away, as she had said. I didn't, it was far too, it was too far. It's a long way. But I did as she said. The Sunday morning came and everything had felt fine and the fluid had stopped. It was just like a a discharge. It wasn't, and I could still feel Theo. And I thought, oh, perhaps she was right. So I didn't worry anymore. I carried on Sunday, just had a normal Sunday. Yeah. Watch the Formula One because he always would wriggle and kick when Mm -hmm. that's on and 
we always used to say that's probably what you wanted to do and then I went to bed on the Sunday night Monday morning came and I said to Leah I didn't think that I'd felt Theo move so we tried everything we tried having a cold sweet drink and trying to just get him to move it didn't work so I immediately ran call the midwife again the level of care was different the tone was different yeah. she was very professional can I take your name can I take your everything was recorded as it should have been as soon as I'd explained it she said we want you to come straight up we got to the hospital and at that point I wasn't aware that anything was wrong other than I still hadn't felt him um, then somebody, one of the midwives came running in and said, oh, your waters have gone, we're going to take you up for delivery. We got put into a room for a scan mm -hmm. and our worst nightmare, it, there was no heartbeat. There was nothing, our little boy. We were cared for by some wonderful midwives. The team that we had there was brilliant and just made sure... I mean, Nikki, who delivered him, mm. was fantastic. And she was. She was really supportive. Um, I can't tell you how perfect he was. And I know every parent thinks that their child is perfect, but that's because they are. Mm. It's a life. And the second that he came out, the consultant in there looked at me and she said, it's all right, you'll be here again soon with another one. Like he didn't matter. Like he could be replaced. That wasn't the first time that happened. We counted 11 times we were told that by various people in that hospital. Okay. We then found out that we had to be put into a... We were very lucky. They have a place at the hospital called Abigail's Place. And it's a beautiful little space where people can go to actually spend just a minute amount of time with their baby. And we got to do that. We were that so thankful to that charity for enabling us to have that time because mm. we would have been discharged the following morning and had none. Now, we have had this response from the Interim Chief Nursing Officer for Medway NHS Foundation Trust, that's Sarah Vaux. She says, we offer our deepest condolences to Mr and Mrs Pepper for the devastating loss of their baby and we are deeply sorry for the distress they're experiencing. We carried out an extensive investigation to help answer the family's questions and to identify and implement improvements to the service and the findings were recently shared with them. We continue to offer Mr and Mrs Pepper our support for as long as they need it. David Ward is the co-founder of Abigail's Footsteps and a trustee of the charity and he sent us this statement. Our charity helps parents who have sadly experienced the death of their baby by providing bereavement suites, specialist baby loss counselling for parents, bespoke bereavement training for healthcare professionals and the Abbey Cooling Cot, which allows mum and dad to spend longer with their baby. When we had Abigail, we only had two or three hours with her. The Abbey Cot allows people to have two or three days if they wish. 
We believe that the wraparound care we provide to bereaved families in Kent is our greatest accomplishment and something we are extremely proud of. Our charity strives to support local families like Christina and Lee through the devastating loss of a baby. We'll be reaching out to Medway Maritime Hospital to offer further funded bereavement training days for their staff. Kent Online News. A man in his 20s has died after being hit by a car on Sheppey. It happened on Marine Parade, not far from the entrance to Barton's Point Coastal Park last night. Investigators are keen to hear from anyone who was in the area at the time or might have dash cam footage. Rishi Sunak's controversial Rwanda bill has passed its final hurdle in the Commons, despite some rebellion from his own Conservative backbenchers. Former Home Secretary Suella Braverman and ex-immigration minister Robert Jemrick were among just 11 Tories who voted against it. Downing Streets described the progress as a major step in stopping small boats crossing the Channel to Kent. The Prime Minister's been giving a press conference at Downing Street. The House of Commons has spoken, the Conservative Party has come together, the Rwanda Bill has passed. It's now time for the Lords to pass this bill too. This is an urgent national priority. The treaty with Rwanda is signed and the legislation which deems Rwanda a safe country has been passed unamended in our elected chamber. There is now only one question. Will the opposition in the appointed House of Lords try and frustrate the will of the people as expressed by the elected House, or will they get on board and do the right thing? It's as simple as that. We have a plan, and the plan is working. Last year was the first year the number of small boat arrivals went down. Not just down by a bit, down by a third compared to crossings in the year before. And that's in the context of arrivals being up 80% in Europe over the same period. But to really solve this problem, we need a clear and effective deterrent so that people know that if they come here illegally, they will be detained and swiftly removed. That's why the House of Lords must pass this bill. It's time to take back control of our borders and defeat the people smugglers. It's time to restore people's trust that the system is fair. We are making progress to stop the boats, but now it's past time to start the flights. More than 260 people in seven small boats have made the dangerous journey to Kent since the weekend. On Sunday, five asylum seekers died after getting into difficulty in the water just off the French coast. A court's heard how a former nurse at the East Kent Hospitals Trust waged a four-month vendetta against a man, which included outing him on social media. Peter Orsman also tracked his victim's car and killed his lawn with vinegar. The 58-year-old, who has no fixed address, was sentenced to 10 months in prison, but released immediately due to time served on remand. Firefighters have been tackling a blaze at a pub in Maidstone Town Centre. Crews were called to the stack on the high street when a chimney caught a light and started to spread yesterday evening. No one was hurt and it's unclear at the moment how it started. Kent Online reports. A sitting-born drink driver has avoided jail after leading police on a high-speed chase and driving up a grassy bank in Dimchurch. Jake Bonds was later found to be almost three times the legal limit during the getaway attempt, which started on the M20 near Hythe. The 23-year-old who lives in Vectors Drive has been disqualified for 28 months and must do 200 hours of unpaid work. Elsewhere, a man's been charged with stealing more than £1,300 worth of goods from shops in Ashford and Folkestone. The 49-year-old is a 
accused of taking cosmetics, toiletries, chocolate and baby milk from stores over a four-month period. He's due in court next month. A Faversham man has been jailed after being found guilty of running an illegal waste operation. James Met allowed rubbish to be dumped at Thurwell Farm without a permit from the Environment Agency. The 61-year-old who lived at the property went on the run for nearly five years before he was caught and sentenced to 18 months in prison. Now, this is one of our most read stories on the website today. There's anger over changes to recycling rules that have come into force across Canterbury, Hern Bay and Whitstable. Households have been warned blue and red-lidded recycling bins will not be collected if they're contaminated. Well, Lucy joins me now with more on this story. So why have the new regulations been brought in, Lucy? Well, the City Council say a number of trucks have had to have their entire loads incinerated as residents have mixed household rubbish with recyclables or even just paper and card with bottles and plastics. Now crews will be checking people's waste and if they spot a contamination, they won't empty the bin. Instead, they'll leave a rejection tag explaining why it's been left and once you've sorted the issue, the bin will be emptied at the next scheduled collection. Bosses are hoping it'll improve recycling rates. And why are people so upset about it? So the scheme started this week. Many residents are worried it'll be counterproductive. Some have described the rules as heavy-handed and say people will just end up dumping all their rubbish in bins for standard waste instead of trying to recycle any. There are also concerns it could lead to an increase in fly-tipping. One man said he'd be angry if his bin wasn't collected as anyone can make a mistake or someone could just walk past and put something in your bin. So finally, how have council bosses responded to these concerns? Well, a spokesperson for the authority says they've worked extensively to educate residents about recycling, including delivering leaflets to homes, advertising in local publications, putting stickers on bins and writing directly to properties in areas of the district where contamination's at its worst. Councillor Charlotte Cornell says recycling rates have been low compared to neighbouring councils and the national average for several years. She went on to add, we're all working hard on this together, so we'll take a common sense approach. But this is an issue we really need to get on top of. Lucy, thank you ever so much. And there are calls for Kent drivers to stop throwing rubbish out of their windows with bottles and takeaway containers littering the roadside. Residents say Oak Grove Lane near High Holden has become a hotspot with a pile of soiled adult clothes left next to a driveway. They want motorists to tidy up after themselves. Kent Online reports. There are tributes today to a Kent businessman who's died at the age of 85. David Reisman, whose father founded Reisman's of Canterbury Department Store, is being remembered as a lovely man who cared for his staff. The store itself became a Fenwick in 1986 before the site was cleared as part of the Whitefriars development in 2003. We've got a warning for drivers next and parts of the Dartford Crossing are going to be closed overnight for the next two months. It's to test and replace key equipment and upgrade CCTV cameras. There'll also be overnight closures on the eastbound tunnel on various days until March. You can find out the details in full by heading to the website today. Meantime, the M20 is going to be closed overnight this week for resurfacing work. The stretch between junctions 7 and 8 coastbound will be shut from 8pm until 6am each night until Saturday. It comes as the M2 London bound is also closed between junctions 7 and 5 overnight. It'll reopen on Saturday. Now, a Tunbridge Wells couple are celebrating winning a quarter of a million pounds on a lottery scratch card. So I misplaced my keys. And so John and his son and myself were busy looking around the house trying to find the keys. 
Um, and that meant we were about an hour, two hours later than we should have been going into town. And we popped to uh, Pages in Camden Road and we grabbed a scratch card. Well, we were walking down the road, scratching it, not really taking much notice. And then once it was scratched off, we stopped, had a look. I actually had my thumb over the prize money, got to it, one, fiver maybe, <laughs> took my thumb down and we both were sort of uh, taken back. I actually leaned against the wall. It was amazing. I had to keep checking it all the time. We just could not stop checking it. Absolutely amazing. We kept looking at each other, sort of, is it real? Is it real? And it's real. <laughs> Well, the first thing we'd done was actually go back in the shop, didn't we? To uh, yeah. let them know. And then after that, it was a case of, uh, well, I put it in the lining of my jacket. I ripped the lining so I could have it safe. So I lost my keys, but actually I found a fortune in not being in the right place at the right time. I ended up being in the right place at the right time. That's Michelle Newton and John Simpson. They're planning to pay off their mortgage and do some house renovations. The couple say they're also planning a holiday to Australia. And finally, the Libertines have shared a video of Pete Doherty singing on a street corner in Margate. He's sitting on the corner of Albion Road with his guitar, singing a song from their upcoming album, All Quiet on the Eastern Esplanade. The album's due to be released in March. Kent Online Sports. Football and Chillingham have made their first signing of the January transfer window. Romeo Hutton is joining from Swindon Town. The 25-year-old had been strongly linked with a move to Priestfield and the deal was confirmed last night. Romeo's been chatting to the club's media. Being here today, the ground's nice. Uh, I spoke to the owners and everyone seems uh, really friendly, so can't wait to get going. In comparison to other offers that you, you may have had, why did mm -hmm. you choose Gillingham Monterey? Uh, more of the project, really. Um, obviously, I know we've got new investors and um, they're looking to grow the club and really get back into League One and push on to hopefully the championship in the time that I'm here. Uh, I just really want to be a part of that. Um, I know a few of the lads already, so that was... Uh, a factor of coming here and obviously good conversations with the gaffer as well. You had any previous kind of discussions with Steve or, or, or Robbie as, as head coach, assistant head coach or your first time meeting them? Um, I've obviously spoke to them previously and um, just like my roles and responsibilities within the team um, and that, they made that clear to me so I know what I've got to do when I come in. For the fans who haven't seen you play before, just mm -hmm. talk to me about your own game, how would you describe yourself, what is your best position on the pitch in, in your opinion? Yeah, I like to play either right back or right wing back. Um, very direct, quick playing style um, and I want to create as many chances as possible. I like to cross the ball um, and yeah, hopefully get some assists here. Any previous experience of, of playing or even just being at Priestfield? Um, I just visited here. Um, I was on the bench last year. Uh, real intimidating uh, and loud fans so um, obviously I want to be on this side and uh, hopefully we can have some special memories together. Hopefully for you, you can make your debut this coming Saturday against Forest Green Rovers. A tough game because Forest Green are fighting for every point at the moment. That'll be a tough encounter for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're just looking forward to it. Obviously, we've, um, we're one point out of the playoffs, I think. So we just need to keep 
uh, the consistency is, is, is key really and um, yeah hopefully a real strong finish to the season. I'm just going to give 100% um, every time I step onto the pitch and hopefully show that on Saturday if I make my debut. Meantime, the Jills have also released striker Lewis Walker, who signed for National League side Woking. And in tennis, Kent's Emma Rajikanu is out of the Australian Open. The 21-year-old from Orpington has lost her second-round game to Chinese player Wang Yafan. However, she has been named today as the most influential British tennis player. Data shows she can earn more than £12,000 per sponsored post on Insta. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook x instagram tiktok and threads plus you can get details on the top stories direct your email each morning via the briefing to sign up to that you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk news you can trust this is the kent online podcast